0: Okay, welcome to bias to No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So thank you for giving up your time. Um it's a real pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to be here, Scott, and thanks for having me, man.
0: Oh, no, thank you. And where, where about are so you based?
1: I'm based out of Brentwood, California. So Brentwood, there's two Brentwoods in California. There's one in, in Southern California in LA. I'm the one in the Bay Area. So it's in the East Bay, um, close to like Concord, Walnut Creek, Oakland. Um, so if anybody's from the Bay Area, that's uh that's me, big Niner fan out here, big 49er <laughs>
0: fan. Ah, fantastic. What time is it? Just now. it is
1: it is three right now, is <laughs> <It's> my time. <laughs> okay. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. Have
0: you got a busy day ahead?
1: Um, today is gonna be a little bit more chill. I don't have um a whole lot of stuff this is my Sunday so um Sundays typically is like family day and um get to go out and um do some stuff with with the kids and the dog and and just relax a little bit uh, might get a little bit of some some exercise in. I have a jujitsu jitsu tournament that's coming up in about three weeks so just want to get maybe a little bit of cardio and besides that I'll be good
0: Not nah, good and for our viewers so obviously they don't know who you are so what do you currently do
1: Yeah. So I'm a business coach for fitness professionals. So I, I help uh, fit pros that are successful personal trainers and I help them transition their business online. So that way they can build a successful online six figure uh, fitness business. So that way they can have more time. They can have, you know, make a lot more money and then they can like literally have the location freedom to be able to work, you know, wherever they want to all over the world, whatever hours they want to work. So it's, it's, it's nice
0: now fantastic so how long have you been doing this
1: so I've been in the fitness industry now for 23 years I started back in 1999 as a personal trainer and from there I quickly rose up the ranks in the corporate gym world and so I started managing gyms and then I started managing multiple gyms you know at the same time I was still doing personal training while I was managing different you know fitness departments or gyms um and then from there I started competing. So back in 2002 was my first bodybuilding competition. So I competed in bodybuilding for and physique for 16 years. Um, I turned IFBB Pro in 2015. So I still competed. I was also sponsored with Optum Nutrition, which is the largest um, sports nutrition manufacturer in the world. And at the same time I was doing all the um, you know the the gym management and the personal training. And so for a while, uh, what I realized it was like, there's so much to do, but at the corporate gym level, you're, you're literally tapped out with what you can do as far as your own creativity, how much money you can make, the income that you can make. Um, And it's really hard to get time off work and, you know, you have to live by their rules and so forth. And so what I started to do is I started to implement online fitness coaching back before it was even a popular thing. So back 13 years ago, is when I started doing online fitness coaching because I used to have people that used to see me in the magazines and reach out and want me to help them out with uh, with doing training you know, through there. So before it was really popular, uh, I started doing that. And then I really wanted to, to continue to grow and scale the fitness coaching business. So I actually invested in myself and I started hiring business coaches to help me you know, grow the the business, so I can really learn what to do as far as the marketing and you know what to do on the back end and systems and building a team and so forth. And so that's where my my business like literally started. You know, taking off really well. And um, for about the past two and a half years, I switched from doing fitness coaching to business coaching. So now what I do is um, I basically teach uh the fit pros (laughs) exactly what they need to do and i help them grow and structure and and actually grow out their their entire business so um after over 20 years of doing it myself now i'm like man i'm gonna i'm gonna teach these guys and it's been a great progression i freaking love it having an awesome time
0: Ah, fantastic and within you know health and fitness have you had any challenges growing up Oh, man. I Well, to tell you the truth, I grew up without a
1: father. So I didn't have a dad growing up. And so I always wanted that male role model kind of like with me. And I didn't have that. So when I was 10 or 11, I don't remember 10 or 11, my my mom got me a big brother from the Big Brothers program. It's an organization for kids without dads um, and kind of gives them a male role model that can, you know, like take them around and, and so forth. So um, I got a big brother. He used to take me to the San Francisco Giants games. We used to go watch the Giants. We used to throw the baseball back and forth, football back and forth, play basketball. He got me started working out when I was uh, when I a little bit when I was 11. But then when I turned 12 for my birthday, he got me my first gym membership. And then from there, I never looked back. I fell in love with, you know, working out and, and the weights and how it made me feel. Cause you know, uh, growing up without a dad, you feel kind of like insecure, like you're, you're missing something about yourself. You feel like you're never going to be strong enough. And I don't know, it's just, it's different for, for a lot of guys. I used to get picked on a little bit as a kid. It wasn't a whole lot, but enough to like, you know, affect me psychologically yeah. where I was like, man, I gotta, like, I gotta toughen up and I gotta strengthen up. So I started working out. I got influenced by the incredible Hulk. So I don't know if you know, uh, Lou Ferrigno, the big dude, incredible yeah. Hulk back in the day. I used to watch that TV show. Um, I used to walk around my apartment, like rip it off my shirt, flexing in front of my mom and saying like, don't make me angry. You don't want to make me angry. I'll turn green. Like, you know, um, so anyways, that was a big role model for me as far as, you know, big things that affected me, um, that like hurt me, you know, with the, with the fitness, there was nothing ever. I mean, I, I was so determined that I didn't let anything really get in the way of me being, being able to accomplish my goals. So most of the the main goals that I set myself, up for is I accomplished so whether it was you know starting you know football I always wanted to play football I never did it because I was a wrestler you know growing up in junior high and high school and then finally in junior college I was like man I'm gonna go out for a football team so I actually you know made the JC football team played for a couple years had I did have some injuries so maybe that was uh what you're referring to I blew out my ACL um and uh, tore my hamstring got some concussions you know have a good time <laughs> yeah. when you play sports man it's just like you you almost like expect that kind of stuff and you look for it it doesn't it doesn't buy me so then you know now I'm back in action and um, working out and and training jujitsu having a, having a lot of fun
0: okay and if you don't mind me asking Tobias what age are you
1: I just turned 47 so I, I know a lot of people don't think I'm that old, especially by my energy and, and how I look and everything. But yes, I am 47 years old.
0: Okay. And if we can put it in another context, how old do you feel training-wise?
1: Man, I feel good. I feel um, I feel like I'm in my 30s. The only thing that I I have is like my knee because I blew out my ACL. Yeah. I did have it reconstructed, but then that didn't take and so it's like they said that they can do it again and redo my acl surgery i'm like no nah, i'm good um so that's the only thing and then you know my lower back from doing like years of heavy squats and all those kind of things like took a little bit of a toll but besides that man i feel pretty damn good I'm, i feel blessed you know my joints feel pretty good you know i had my my elbow blown out one time doing an arm bar that was a long that was like 20 years ago but but now i'm i'm good man
0: <laughs> yeah no fantastic and how did you fit in your own training around such a busy schedule? I just, it's, for me, it's like brushing my
1: teeth, man. It's like, I, I schedule everything else around my workouts. Yeah. So, you know, how other people, what they do is they put everything else first and then they're like, oh, well, if I can get a workout in, I'm, I plan on working out. And then, you know, they never get a workout in because they don't have it in their schedule. So what I do is I use my Google calendar and I literally schedule out every single day when my workouts are going to be. And then I schedule my business and my family, like every, I know, I know it sounds crazy, but I schedule everything else around um, my workout time. So those are kind of like my non-negotiables yeah. um, is like, you know, my, my training. Cause like not only physically, but it, it just helps me mentally. I, I feel so much better. I'm in a better mood, you know, and, uh, and it helps every, everything no, I, else. I, I,
0: totally, I totally get that. You know, I, I've yeah. got, I've got a whiteboard up here and, you know, uh, you know, I, I, at the moment I'm doing a lot of running, cycling, golf, and I need to fit in the podcast. So
1: that's yeah. a
0: lot of time management.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So for yourself, Tobias, how do you handle nutrition? Obviously you, you've been in shape majority of your life, but now that you're, you know, you're, you're not as much involved within health and fitness, how do you handle it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, man. Because, you know, competing for 16 years, I learned so much about nutrition, I literally learned how to, you know, dial things in for my body to a micro perspective. And then I trained so many different competitors as well. So I helped like a lot of, you know, um, you know, competitors compete, I helped them, you know, take first place through overalls, I helped some turn pro, like all those kind of things in there. So as far as me, like I know how to manipulate things to a a small level to be able to make those changes. And right now, it's like, I've done it so long that I don't even have to measure food or do anything like that. I know, hey, if I want to, you know, lean out a little bit, okay, I'm going to take some carbs out of the evening meals and, and break it down. And I, you know, I know portion sizes, because for years and years and years, I was literally like, how many ounces is this chicken? How how much, you know, is this? Yeah, how much rice is I was literally measuring everything so I can get it down. Now I can eyeball things and I know about how much I need, how much I want, but it's not so much like where I, I deprive myself. I just, I love eating clean food and I love to be able to like put spices or different sauces on to give it the flavor and still have like super clean food. Um, and as, as far as that, I do intuitive eating. So I know like, you know, when I'm starting to get a little bit hungry and like, I have my own internal clock that kind of goes off after three hours. I'm like, okay, it's time to eat a meal. And I'll look and it's like almost three hours to the like minute. It's, it's so weird how it happens. It's just kind of like, bam, 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 bam. Um, I like to, you know, eat a lot of clean food. I, I have protein shakes, you know, when I need them, I try to get my food through um, or my nutrients through food, but Hey man, a lot of times when you're super busy, I'll at least have a protein shake and then, you know, some carb source in there, you know, for me too. But It's not as strict as it would be if I was competing, but just from years and years of eating so clean, it just becomes second nature to me.
0: Yeah, totally. And what's your go-to, your your favorite post-workout snack or drink?
1: Man, (laughs) I kind of like those Lenny and Larry's protein cookies. I know I shouldn't be saying that because they're not the best for either kind of high-fat content. But, (laughs) you know, I'm like, man, if there's one time of the day when you can kind of splurge a little bit and have something that's like off that's it and so i'll have like you know snickerdoodle flavor something like that but overall um i i really like to just have like clean food i'll have like a a whey isolate or a you know hydrolyzed whey isolate so i get my fast acting protein in there um i'll take some glutamine i'll take some hmb um what else? Well, creatine in there. And then as far as my carbs, I, I just change it up. So sometimes I might make a big pot of rice and then I'll just have some rice and put it in there. Yeah. I'll go different types of rice. So I'll have jasmine rice, brown rice, black rice, like all the different types in there just to change it up. Sometimes quinoa, sometimes I'll have some leftovers. If there's some leftover, you know, something in the fridge, I'll, I'll tear it up. Um, other times it's like some toast, you know, Ezekiel toast, something like that. It's just like, um fruit you know i'll do that too it's just i kind of know like hey you got to have about this much of your carbs you know make sure your protein needs are met you want to have 40 to 50 grams of protein post-workout and then i'm good and i'm
0: in it to win it man so yeah and if we put it in another context do you have a cheat day um i don't have a (laughs) plan i don't have a
1: planned cheat day but I have two daughters and I have a wife so okay. you know around that like they usually like on Fridays they like to you know get something so they like either if it's a burger or they want to get pizza or something like that yeah I may have a you know one slice or two slices max I'm not like a big you know cheat fan I'll tell you what when I was competing that's when I used to love having my cheat foods I was like oh my god after a show sometimes I would blow up 20 to 30 pounds, like in a matter of a couple of weeks, like <laughs> I, I couldn't stop because you're so structured and you just like deprive yeah. yourself. And now that I don't deprive myself, I don't, I just like eating clean. I don't feel like I need to have any of that stuff. You know, um, one thing that kind of, that everybody knows to kind of get from me, like when it's my birthday or something is they'll get me like carrot cake, carrot cake is what I like. <laughs> I like the one that's kind of chunky. I don't like when it's smooth. I like the chunky one that has like a little bit of like, you know, walnuts or a little bit of raisins and like literally in there in the, in the cream cheese frosting, not the sugar frosting, the cream cheese frosting. Okay. So, yeah.
0: But when's your birthday, Tobias?
1: It just happened. April 22nd was my birthday.
0: So right. it, was like, okay. it was like a week ago. Yeah. Okay, that, that, That's okay. Because I'll repost this near your birthday next year.
1: Okay. There we go. Yep.
0: <laughs> Feel free to send it.
1: Yep. Send me any carrot cake and I'll tear it up.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And your personal opinion, mental health and exercise? Um,
1: I think that it can help out probably more than a lot of the prescribed drugs do, right? I've never taken Prozac or any of those things or had been diagnosed with any mental health problems, but for me, I can be in the worst moods and You know, I can get a workout even when I feel like crap and I'm just like, dude, I don't feel like working out. You know, you're tired, you're lethargic, whatever it is. I get my ass to the gym. It's just like I said, it's just like brushing my teeth. Whether I feel like it, whether I don't, I show up like when I'm 10 minutes into it, I'm already feeling good. By the end of my workout, I'm like, oh my God, I freaking needed that. Like now I feel ready to tackle on the day. I feel amazing. So for me, it's like hand in hand. I think if If there was more people that were working out on a consistent basis, I think the mental health aspects would definitely be gone because that's how that's the best stress reliever that you can even imagine. Right. You see all these things like where there's mass shootings and all that stuff. I think, man, you guys need to get your workouts in. That is what you are missing in your
0: life. So you need some love and you need some workouts
1: like those two things.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And for yourself, Tobias, do you have any bad habits?
1: Uh, man, bad habits. Um, I would say sometimes like, you know, picking my nails like that's like the worst thing. I don't really have any super bad habits. Um, I'm pretty I'm a pretty clean dude. I like my house picked up. Um, um, I like things tidy. I'm, I'm good with my stuff. So I, I don't think there's anything like glaring. Um, you know, okay. other people may may say that I have some bad habits. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Nah, that's so good okay and within health and fitness what's your pet peeves the, the pet hates the things you hate to see
1: yeah um one of them is i i hate it when people don't rack the weights never <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they just leave them on the floor i'm like are you kidding me like come on man the other thing is like when everything's racked and this was because i had years and years where i was racking all the weights in all the gyms right when i'm you know keeping my 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 gyms tidy and then you'll see somebody just go and like put the five pounders where the hundred pounds go. And then the hundred pounder person is like doesn't know where to go, but they put them where the fives go, and then everything goes to shit again. Yeah. Um so I don't know if I can swear. Sorry. Uh if that's no, cool. you, can. you can Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, that's probably my main thing is is that I also don't like it when people make fun of people. Um, because I've been on, you know, the other side of that too. Like when I see people that are trying to work out at the gym and maybe um, like they're super heavy or something like that. And then somebody's like making, wow, the fat people, blah, blah, blah. that's one thing I'm like, dude, Hey, they're putting in their effort. Like they're, they're doing their, their best, you know, to yeah, be able to, totally. to make the change in there too. So, you know, I don't like it when people are like bullied or picked on probably because when I was you know younger and I was bullied yeah. and
0: picked on a little bit. So. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So this is a good part. This is where you get to talk about your favorite exercise.
1: My favorite exercise, man. I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite exercise. I'll tell you one thing. I, I used to have my my weakest body part, which was my back. And what I did, because I, when I was growing up, like when I was in high school and stuff, I would always say back for the last day of the week. I'd be like, chest on my day. You guys know how it is right, you kind of save like legs and back for like the last two things. Now what I do is I put my weak parts first. And I've been doing that for like the past probably 15 years. And so the, um, the weakness actually turned into a strength where now it's like one of my one of my good body parts. But for the longest time, it was my, you know, one of my weaknesses, calves and back were my two weaknesses. And now I feel like I'm pretty symmetrical with everything like nothing's like glaring like, you know, this person has crazy triceps and, but no biceps or anything. I feel, just feel pretty good. I feel like strong. I feel healthy. I feel like I can move really well. I feel quick. I feel agile. Um, like I can kind of put, you know, everything together as far as favorite exercise, man. Um, would if I had to say one thing that I love to do It's not like a favorite. But I mean, I love I love triceps. So I love just doing some kind of a a tricep extension. Like I love it when my arms are pumped up because then my chest gets a little bit pumped up. My back gets pumped up along with it, too. Um, And sometimes I love doing some crazy off the wall shit. Like you'll see me you know, doing some, some crazy stuff. I train with some, some other guys that are into, you know, high level into jujitsu too. So sometimes I'm like getting them ready for a competition or something I'm like we're going to do some crazy stuff this week, you guys. So get, get ready. And then everybody around the gym is kind of like looking at us like, damn, what the heck are these guys doing? And it's just like, you know, back in the day, um, probably like 20 something years ago, I used to put like the resistance bands at the edge of the bench. So, the bent as you're doing like your incline presses, yeah. there would be like the extra resistance on there. I would do like you know, bilateral stabilization training and, and uh, overload principles where I would have like a 25 on one side and 45 and a 25 on the other side doing bench presses and you're having to like stabilize the weight. And you know, I've been doing some crazy stuff like back like decades ago and now it's starting to get more popular. But back in the day, I was like, man, I, I was the only one that I knew of that was doing it. But <laughs> um, so, man, I just love to do anything that's creative, anything that's challenging. And um, just trying to think there's not like one exercise that I'm just like, man, I love to do this one thing. Okay. I love it all.
0: I just love working out. Like, okay. And if you yeah. put that on the flip side of the coin. What would the worst exercise, you know, an exercise that you think should not be an <laughs> exercise? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what,
1: like, um, I don't mind doing a little bit of cardio, but because I had my knee blown out and it's like, you know, bone to bone on yeah. that side, like having to do like a lot of anything that's like high impact, not that I don't like to do it, but I'm just like, dude, this jacks me up. Yeah. Um, so like plyometric jumps and coming down and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so like that, it's just really hard on my knees. Like even running in general, is is hard on my knees I love to do it like when it's just like man you just get outside you can even put your your airpods on and just you know have like you know nature and just you know go for a jam and just like ah but you know yeah but with my knee with my knee being jacked up and you know I actually had some um like my uh the bone inside my shin started to split from like a a stress fracture and all that stuff so okay yeah so I had some crazy crazy injuries but
0: obviously you mentioned running there you know and and, you know you within the gym environment you'll see guys come in and pound maybe five ten k's you know half marathons on a treadmill that's just constant you know it's yeah so bad for our joints
1: yeah yeah and I've never been in that super long distance running like that's man that's like I, I couldn't get into it that much. I, I don't mind taking like a half an hour, you know, jog, doing that kind of stuff. But man, those ultra marathon runners, I, I'll give them props. It's not something I would do, but man, those guys, like, I especially, think- like I met a guy that does like, I think 50 miles or hundred miles or something. I was like,
0: God dang, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a lot of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And obviously you've had a very successful career you know it's been a long career but if you can pick one moment that was your best memory what would that be
1: man i would say one of the most shining moments that i had was actually um well one of them was getting my pro card right when i turned when i got my ifbb pro card in there another thing that was just been huge for me and it's not so much for my sports career, but it was just in general as being, was being an optimum nutrition sponsored athlete. It was just amazing. I met some, so many amazing people, other athletes. Um, I was blessed to be able to travel around the world. Like, you know, they would fly me first class to Australia for like, you know, the Australian, you know, Phylex and, you know, all the Arnold classics for 12 years in a row, all the Olympias, all the LA fit expos and, like I went to Germany for the FIBO and like, man, like so many like wonderful things. I had just amazing memories. We'd go out partying after and like the food that we would have and the company that we'd have. It was just like my, some of the best memories of my life and some of my you know friends that are still like, you know, super tight, like brothers to me. So then that I met, you know, from there too. And, um, you know, those relationships are just like I couldn't have done it without optimum nutrition. So, you know, that was that would probably be like my best yeah. overall impacted thing that happened to me.
0: No, oh, that's fantastic. It's a good achievement. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not yep. Not many people in the world would get the chance to be sponsored.
1: Yeah. And especially with them and, you know, having the, the type of, you know, contracts that I had, cause I was with them for 12 years. And so, you know, being able to make, you know, get paid money and, you know, all my, you know, all my supplements and all my apparel and like they would, fly me like if i wanted to compete they would pay for everything in there too it's just it was so nice and just like god like the kind of things that we got to do like go to the fanciest restaurants and you know the nightclubs and get the vip tables and with the bottle service it's just like it was insane i just man it was some of the best times of my life
0: oh, fantastic and obviously earlier you mentioned yeah the big brother program um,
1: yeah yeah, so- yeah the big uh-huh
0: So for yourself, throughout your your full career, who's been the one role model for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, starting off when I was the youngest, it was Elliot Dom, who's my big brother from the Big Brothers program, because, you know, I got to thank him. He got me started with working out and he got me into the gym and he would take me to the gym and just, you know, just do the things that I needed to have as far as like that male role model, because I was just I was just missing it. I always you know, wanted to have, you know, um, that that role model with me, he would go watch my football games, he would go watch me wrestle, like, you know, just having that support there um, was just was huge for me. So that was one of like, I would say my biggest role model kind of growing up at at an early age. And then, you know, since then, I've, I've met some really, really great people, um, great training partners, um, some of my best friends in there, you know, Darian, Lonnie, like so many, Ricardo, like so many of these guys that um, now mean mean so much to me, like like brothers too, so.
0: Oh, fantastic, and obviously you mentioned you have a competition around three weeks, yeah? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, is that your fitness goal for this year, or do you have any others?
1: Um, no, jujitsu is just something, you know, something fun that I do on the side, you know, Uh, (laughs) and, um, so I'm just going to be doing, you know, one of those comps in in three weeks, but overall my fitness goals, I like, they're not how I used to be as far as when I used to compete. I'm like, man, I want to take, you know, top five in my show, top three. I want to win my show. I want to get my pro card. I want to try to, you know, qualify for the Olympia, like all those things. It's, it's not so much like that anymore. Now I enjoy just being freaking fit and strong. And like, yeah. you know, when people go against me, they're like, holy shit, like this <laughs> this mofo is freaking strong. And He's freaking technical. It's like, dude, where did you come from? It's like, it just feels good, not knowing yeah, that I'm yeah. trying to like, you know, be the best at the Abu Dhabi, like the number one in the world or anything like that. I just want to go out there and, you know, feel like strong myself and be able to, you know, take care of anything. And um, it's just a, a good feeling overall, man. Um,
0: absolutely. And for yourself, what makes you unique to other business coaches?
1: Yeah, with me, I, I have my own unique process that I have. I mean, one thing that I've done is I've, you know, I've been there and I've, and I've done it myself too. So a lot of other people have not, you know, done that. Maybe they, they started off and they, they did okay for a year or two. And then they just immediately were like, okay, now I'm going to go coach people, You know, um, no, this is something that I've done for decades and I know what works. I know what doesn't work. And I've built like all the frameworks and I've built out all the templates and things. And I have my own unique methodology. I have my own nine box system, which literally helps break down, you know, everybody's whole offer, helps them break down all their social media, what they need to be doing, all their emails, like literally it's just like gets them so much more clarity in how they can stand out from everybody else out there, you know, on the market.
0: Yeah. And if you can, you know, within the next three to five years, where would you like to see your business?
1: Yeah. In the next three to five years, um, I would love to um, be able to help out just more people. Like I, I have, you know, financial goals that I want to be able yeah. to hit. Like, you know, um, I want to be well over seven figures, you know, in the next year. And then I want to be able to take that and 10x that you know, in, in several different years. So in like, um, five years, I, I would love to be, you know, doing like eight figures, but it's not so much about the money. It's more about the impact that I'm able to provide by having a successful business. Yeah, Like I want to be able to help the coaches and be looked to as like, dude, Tobias is the best you know, fitness business coach out there. Like, he's, if you want to build a successful online fitness business, like, this is the guy that you go to. Anybody else is going to be like second tier. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm in the process of building out everything from the frameworks. that I have my own whole CRM system, I have my own funnel builder, and all my coaches, like, I teach them how to do like some crazy shit that's not even, you know, being taught, you know, right now on the market. And that's, it's, it's why they're, 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 they're Yeah.
0: And how do you motivate yourself on a bad day?
1: On a bad day, I would say my main motivation is um, it's a combination. It's it's being here and and doing the things that I need to do for for my family and being able to provide. But I have a goal of um, literally being able to have this. I I have everything in mind, like the house that I want to have. I have a vision board. And so I know what the backyard looks like. I know what the house looks like. I know what, you know, the pool, everything in there too, but literally being able to help the people around me at the same time. So I want to be able to take care of, you know, my mom, who's getting up there in age. I want to be able to take care of, you know, um, all the people that are, that are close to me where they don't have to worry, you know, so much yeah. as well. So like having that type of impact and being able to just help people to that maximum extent, you um, is what it it really freaking drives me it's like it's just one of those things inside where i'm like you know taking it to that next level like when i was you know starting off working out um you know and, and like wanting to be a professional freaking you know bodybuilder or whatever like people will be like yeah right you know and then freaking you go out there and you work harder than everybody else doesn't necessarily mean that i have the best genetics but if i work harder than the other people um you know you can you can yeah. push past that just like jerry rice man best receiver ever he he wasn't the fastest guy he didn't have the best genetics but he worked his ass off he worked his so much harder than everybody else out there he became the best
0: so not nah, totally and for yourself so what do you prefer i know i probably know the answer to this already cardio or weights weights baby weights <laughs> <laughs>
1: 10 um, out of 10 times.
0: I think I already know the answer to this already, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. What's your take on CrossFit?
1: On transfer?
0: O- on CrossFit. Oh, on CrossFit. Oh, um
1: you know what, everybody has their own opinions on like what they love to do. Um as far as as far as me, CrossFit isn't isn't my thing, right? It's not, yeah. you know, what. I build my basis around. I know some people do freaking amazing on CrossFit. Um, I know there's also CrossFit people that train CrossFit that, um, get injured because there isn't adequate supervision and the right type of coaching and all those kind of things. If you have a very good coach who's actually working with you, then that's freaking great. I just know that some people are more in it for the money and just try to get people to build a, a CrossFit and they're not really, you know, yeah. knowledgeable with that. And, and that's where, you know, you have some gnarly injuries that, that are happening. And, um, and you know, nobody wants to, to see that or, you know, be injured no, totally. and stuff. So as long as it's done correctly, I'm,
0: I'm cool. But it's not, it's not my thing that, you know, I do. Yeah. And, okay, so let's move on to my new uh, chapter of my podcast. So it's sports debates. So in your personal opinion, do you believe that MMA will – Overtake boxing as a business in the coming years?
1: Um yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, man. It's just um it's it's just like now boxing used to be the thing, right? I mean, I used to box when I was 15, 16 years old because it was like the thing to do. And now all the different spots, there's not a bunch of boxing gyms opened up, it's like MMA gyms or jujitsu yeah. or whatever it is. It's like those are the type of things that's happening. And with, you know, um, UFC and some of those, the top MMA organizations, just like literally launching their athletes. Do I think they need to do some things differently and pay their athletes, you know, differently? Yeah. I mean, I don't know all the backend stuff that goes on with all that, but Hey, I got to say whether you love them or whether you hate them, Dana White's doing something right. Right. Because obviously he's helped build a freaking dynasty. And I know, you know, a lot of the athletes are, um, complain that they don't make as much as the boxers and all those kind of things. So I'll leave that debate for them. Yeah. But as far as do I think MMA is going to like overtake it, I do. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so should steroids be legalized and monetized?
1: Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Because then you're going to get people with an unfair advantage yeah. over other people in there too and then it's just going to be more of like if you look at like the pro bodybuilders like those guys are like i turned pro with men's physique because i i could never didn't want to get like big like those huge bodybuilders if you look at them it's just like dude that's that's another level like and i wouldn't i wouldn't want you know mma to get like that too because it would just be an unfair playing advantage
0: no totally and what's your take on participation trophies?
1: Participation trophies?
0: Yeah. So effectively, you know, especially, you know, in school kids, young kids, after playing soccer or football, you know, they're playing a tournament and everyone gets a trophy.
1: Oh, as opposed to just like the winners yeah. get the trophy in there? Um man, that's a good <laughs> that's a good question. Um I'm not for or against that, and here's the reason why, is because I don't mind if they all get some kind of recognition. However, I do like to see, you know, winners get something additional. So maybe everybody gets a medal, but the top winners get a freaking trophy, yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, you know, I don't mind a participation ribbon, those kind of things, but I don't think it should be like where every, like there's, you know, I think, yeah. hey, you want you want to be able to shoot for something, no. and – Somebody should be able to have that, you know, just like the Olympics. What if everybody got a freaking gold medal at the Olympics? Like, you know, that wouldn't. (laughs) Okay.
0: You know, have you seen my whiteboard already? What's that? Have you seen my whiteboard? My next question. No, I haven't. Oh, man. It's based on the Olympics. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So the Olympics, is that a waste of money? Is it a waste of money? Um, No, people
1: love the Olympics. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: yeah I think it, it gives something to every single country where everybody can compete and be out there and like just literally give their all. Like all these people, all these athletes that are the best in their sports in the world, like they wanna compete against some of the other best. Like, how can you take that away from them? Yeah. Like, I'm all for the Olympics, man. I think no, the Olympics
0: freaking are awesome. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to anyone starting their own fitness journey for the first time?
1: Best thing to do is to always get a coach in the beginning, like literally, because then um, here's the thing. If, if you don't, you're going to try to literally try and, and do what you want to do. And you're probably not going to be as successful as if you would just have gotten help in the very beginning. Just like me, when I first started off to do my business, like I wasn't as nearly as successful as I could have because I didn't get the help. So once you work start working with somebody who's actually been there and done that and knows exactly like no do this step first do this step second do this step third and there's a reason why because you build your foundation first then you build your momentum and then you speed up duh, 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 duh. like they know exactly what it takes and if you want to get you know the best result from point A to point B the fastest then definitely you know work with a coach you know if it's just something super recreational and you know you don't really mind it if it's you know if you're doing well with it, then I would say you can go without it. Um, so whether you work with a coach and that's, you know, you can also YouTube things in there too, if, if you want, but I'm just saying learn from somebody who's been there and done that. That way you don't have to make all the mistakes, you know, of trial and error and trying to do it on, on your own in the very beginning. That's going to be my main advice that I would give. And that's, that's fitness or business, either one.
0: Oh, fantastic. And where can people find you online, Tobias, if they're wanting to reach out?
1: Yeah, my, uh, my Facebook is Tobias Young. Uh, Instagram is Tobias Young in the number one. um, Or my my business landing page, if you're a fit pro and you want to, you know, build your business online is tntfitprocoaching.com. Or if you're needing help with your fitness, then I have um, my fitness website is tobiasyoungfitness.com.
0: No, it's been awesome having you on the show and learning about your own journey. But just before we round up, do you have one or two questions for myself?
1: Man, so what got you interested in doing um, in sports in general, especially the combination of business with fitness?
0: Okay, regarding my podcast or?
1: Yeah, let's start with with the podcast.
0: Okay, so the reason I started the podcast was because I've worked in Health and fitness since 2008, but my weight loss journey came in 2013, okay. And I've soon realised in October last year that I've got quite a bit of knowledge and I'm quite experienced in my department now, you know, within my gym, um, corporate gym. So I'm like, there's a small percentage of people within our industry that are very toxic and negative, you know, because effectively if I'm not good at powerlifting, weightlifting, okay, reach out to Tobias. He's fantastic. Go, You know, check him out. You know, why can't we network with each other? That's that's the whole point of my podcast, you know, positivity, you know, reach out to different business partners, create a bigger network, you know, and everybody can work together.
1: <laughs> nice. You
0: know. You know, and if we can do that, we can get rid of the toxic, negative people out of the business.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Good stuff. Yeah, and and Scott, I, I really appreciate you bringing me on, man. This has been incredible. And you know, anybody who's out there, like, definitely reach out to me if you have any questions. I would love to be able to connect with you guys.
0: No, that's that's great. Thank you, Tobias.
1: Yeah.